Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blockhash Exploring the Blockchain, episode 368. Today, I have my friend Ganesh, our founder of TypeGo here on the show, to talk about what he is working on here in the Web3 space, um, as well as a little bit about Firebonds and some of his other endeavors. Ganesh, welcome to the show, man. Super happy to have you here and have an awesome conversation today. How are you doing? Hey. Hey, Brandon. Very nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Yep, Pleasure really is all mine, man. Before we jump in and get started talking about TypeGo and kind of uncovering everything that, that it is and you know what you can do with it, can you tell me a bit more about yourself? I'm sure people are going to be very um, interested in knowing about who you are, what your past is, your background, and you know what your prior experience is you know, in Web3. Um, so what's your story? For sure. I've been in the tech space for about eight years. Um, I jumped in as a holder of um, a couple of Ethereum in 2017. Um, that really piqued my interest on what the possibilities are. Uh, back then, it was mainly for trading. There was, um, there was a couple of utilities coming out, but nothing really massive. Uh, the community was not as huge as, as it was right now. Um, I continued investing for a couple of years. And then in 2020, I decided that, hey, you know, this industry I really be, want to be part of. And aside from just being a part of it, I wanted to build something over here that could be useful for people. Um, so I started my first um, Web3 experience in a company where I was managing 500,000 users across um, across the globe. And that's really kind of how Firebond started um, from a problem that we saw when we we're doing that. And have you, when was your journey started within Web3? I know you spent most of your background you know, within tech, but when in Web3 did you feel that you got started? Um, I would say about 2017 when I started as a marketing consultant for one of the Web3 companies where we were trying to provide um, loyalty programs for some of the local retail stores over there. Um, as you know, like adoption rate was really low. And then even in Singapore at 2017 to try to push a product out at that point of time, it was too early. Um, and that's really when I kind of understood the technology and understand what was possible. Um, yeah, so I would say around 2017. Got it. And what piqued your interest the most? Was it the Ethereum blockchain? Was it working, you know, a little bit within that ecosystem, or was it something else? Uh, I wouldn't say I took a very strong interest in uh, a specific blockchain at the point of time. But I, I what I really liked was um, being able to share the rewards out um, and really democratizing the the power of uh, what users can do. Right. So I saw a lot of product that came out. I think in 2017, 2018, ICO times, like people were trying to. Um, restructure computational power. Um, I think there was projects like Power Ledger who was trying to do really cool things. So 
um, there's so much of possibilities of innovation at that point of time, and it's just really exciting. Um, and I just wanted to be part of it at that at that stage. Yeah, man, it, it's a very fun, exciting space. Um, it's quite rewarding too, just the energy and the level of excitement, you know, around uh, this type of technology versus others. Like you can't get bored. Like there's always new things happening every single day. Yeah. Um, in terms of what you're doing. I know you got something called type go and we're going to talk about that um probably helps to have some context on firebond a little bit as well um i know that you're the founder and ceo for firebonds you want to just give like a quick overview of what it is 100 percent, right so um firebond is an all-in-one engagement analytics platform we focus on games and we provide enterprise level type of analytics combining off-chain and on-chain analytics um however if you know that the market is uh, still quite nascent for a product as such. And as we were running through a lot of interviews and speaking with customers, we realized that uh, there was another type of product they wanted, which was more like a lightweight solution to track their data and continue getting insights from their community to be building. And that's really how TypeGo got hatched um, out of uh, Firebond. So TypeGo is a subsidiary of Firebond, uh, but we have taken a stance not to confuse the audience um, mm. by calling it a different name. Yeah, what's some of the analytics that you guys put together, um, you know, through Firebond? Is that, you know, data on chain in regards to transactions or activity or or yeah. what in particular? Yeah, for sure. Uh, what we believed was having a holistic view of how a particular game um, worked uh, on chain and off chain. So we tracked social media analytics and very specific insights on who their holders are, what kind of NFTs they're holding. And how much revenue is generating. Um, we do a bit of um, forecasting and prediction as well on top of that. Um, since we're pretty early, we will customize certain solutions and we have partnered with some of the uh, local um, publicly listed gaming studios over in the APAC region. Okay. And then you provide that analytic data to, you know, companies, institutions, maybe that want it specifically on these industries, right? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Got it. So diving into type go, what what is TypeGo exactly? How does that differentiate from Firebonds a little bit more? And you know, what's its main purpose? So essentially what we're trying to do is there's a lot of things you could do with data. And data can be powerful if you are able to capture it effectively and react effectively based on that. Um, now the challenge with uh, especially in the gaming space right now is that it takes a long time to develop games. So a lot of the games that are coming out right now are not highly interested in paying for a, a solution that is pretty expensive that they can't see the value of this point of time. Um, so what we did um, look at was how could we provide value immediately to the games today that are building. And a lot of that came out from actually getting inputs from the people that they're building for. And if you know, if you are familiar with um, form builders like Typeform or SurveyMonkey, uh, they could be used everywhere to get either feedback, um, get input, to reward people. And we love that idea and notion of that. However, we felt that the, the solution that exists in the market is outdated. So what we essentially wanted to build TypeGo is something really elegant and powerful that could benefit um, the Web3 community. How, how do you use it exactly? Is it very similar to something like SurveyMonkey or are the functionality or the aspects underlying it different? Yeah, so I guess um, we, we are definitely not a new category, I would say, but uh, 
So it's, it's the same type of solution as to how SurveyMonkey's or Typeform is, it's a form, but what goes into the form and what you can do with the form is vastly different from the existing solutions. So an example would be right now, you'll be able to allow um, or track whether a person is holding your particular NFT before filling up the survey or before giving them a reward. So if you've already launched like a primary NFT project, you want to release a secondary NFT project, you now can gate it on that form and release it out um, at whichever environments that you prefer to do it. And we're building um, furthermore integrations that you could do to even build like a CRM solution with that. Okay, cool. So would this be mostly targeted towards like those specific communities? Like you mentioned gaming, NFTs, um, or do you have like a whole list of potential areas where this could you know fit in really nicely? I would say anyone who has a community and who is building alongside their community would find it useful. Right now, it requires a bit of education as um, some of this information that they collect are fragmented. So it's coming from Twitter or Discord. But we believe that there needs to be more structure around it. And that's where we are providing a solution here. Um, you can get very interesting for gaming as well because uh, it's not just about finding out which part of the game someone likes. You know, It could be things like... Um, what are type? What are some of the things that my potential community would like to see in the game, or what the type of reward system they like? Do they like um, engaging in this element of it? And who are my early users of my community? And can I replicate these early users to someone at a much later stage? Right. And there's so much of insights you can continuously generate. Um, and I don't think there is a, a very adequate solution right now to solve the problem. And when you collect that data, is there any way to have it like automatically convert into maybe some charts, um, some analytical um, visuals, you know, for a company maybe that's using this, making it like super easy to like identify and get an idea of like the metrics they're trying to gauge? Um, Like, are there any like plugins or things built in for that or an idea to do that in the future? Um, so if you ask me this same question, I would say like maybe two, three years ago, I'd say, wow, this is going to be really tough. Um, but as of today, we have um, a lot of generative AI solutions out there that we could easily integrate. And that is something that uh, we see and we want to implement in the short term. So one of our key focuses is also how can we digest this data and give it back at the right time for the managers who are utilizing it. Um, so definitely possible. Okay. And then I was going through the website and it, it gave me a lot of ideas, you know, how this could potentially be used, um, whether it's for, you know, airdrops, giveaways, uh, product feedback, um, you know, on-chain versus off-chain. Like, I feel like there's a lot of different use cases where this can be applied. Correct. So that's ideally the dream because you want to build a place, like if you take the best solutions, uh, I'm a huge fan of like Sandbox, Roblox, you know, these type of solutions where they build an infra or platform for you to come come in and really customize and play and create different type of opportunities. Um, and that's how I really see TypeGo coming out as well. So we'll build the necessary tools over here and how you'd like to utilize it is really dependent on you and the stage of the journey you are in. So how easy is it to set up? Like, so I could just go to the website, sign up with an account and does it function as like an extension in Chrome or do I, or how do, how do I, you know, apply it to something I'm doing? Like the podcast, for example, like if yeah. I wanted to have some kind of um, form, you know, through TypeGo for the podcast, maybe I wanted to track, um, you know, how people feel about certain episodes or, or get certain data on where they're from or 
what they like the most about blockchain and web three. Um, you know, how would I set up that process? Would it connect to my website? Do I do something else externally? Um, give me yeah. like a walkthrough. For sure. Um, and it's just an idea at the top of my head that comes out, right? So let's say you want to figure out um, the type of Web3 native users that you have and the type of ideas they have, right? Um, the first thing I would do is I would set an access control to be able to connect your wallet in. Uh, we don't hold that data and you just, what we basically do is authenticate that they have a wallet, so they're a Web3 native user. Um, or if you don't want that, you could omit that. Um, and we have a mandatory process of trying to include an email where you could verify if this person is legit or not. And if you're not getting any bot responses, all of this that I'm explaining could be done within like a few clicks. And then you're in, you're creating your form, um, should get you set up within like a minute. Uh, we have a built-in AI function that would help you generate a few questions at the top of it. Um, and you can preview the link and share the link within like, like one minute. So I would say maybe like one to three minutes. We we have this kind of contest to see how fast you can create the forms. Uh, it takes about that. And then yeah, I'll, you could circulate it to whichever socials in your emails, newsletters. Uh, we are building a, a more embedded functions. Uh, but right now, it'll just be true on a link basis. You could circulate it. And then what do people get, you know, in a basic plan versus, you know, the paid plans, core plan, super core plan? What What's the difference between some of those options for people? Um, I know some people are probably going to want something more scalable or something that they can do because they have maybe a very large audience or a very large pool that they want to test. Um, so yep. what are some of the differences? Yeah, yes. um, there's a couple of differences and it's the two key differences are the number of AI credits you're going to get, um, the core plan, and the basic plan. Uh, but comparing the three different plans that we have, the major difference with the type number of responses that you will get um, from them. So at a core level, you'll be able to get a higher number of responses, more than a thousand responses. And on the higher tier, it, it'll be more than that. Um, but that being said, we are still in the beta stage and we have a whole different like beta pricing model right now. So we just really want to have fun with the community. And um, if you find this product useful and you want to use it, and if costing is really the major issue here, like we're happy to see how that could um, work differently. What are AI credits? I heard you mention that. Yeah, correct. So um, everything that requires um, some of the AI capabilities that we provide would utilize some of the credits. So things like if you're creating or drafting questions um, and generating, using the AI to do that, there's some credits. And then if you're using the AI as a data analyst at the end, getting some insights or say, draw me some charts, um, there's some AI credits as well, yeah. It's the, the kind of way you use it. What AI do you tap into? Do you tap into like chat GPT or do you, you have something else that's built? Yes, correct. So at the moment, we use what's uh, in the market and okay. what's commonly in the market. Uh, what we're doing is we're building on top of that because it's not sufficient enough to provide the level of insights uh, that you could potentially do. So that's like um, the initial phase. And then uh, subsequently, we're building uh, a model on top of that. What's the difference between submissions that are token gated and a normal submission? Is it just, you know, what's kind of at the end of the submission form or could, could that mean something else? It, it could mean something else. Um, so after the form, we even allow uh, holders to mint something. So you could um, get them to mint at the end of filling up the form. Uh, but the question kind of really revolves around 
what is the kind of data that you want from your community. So um, I've gone through a phase when, when I was trying to build communities where it was all about numbers. So we didn't really care whether it was like authentic holder. As long as we're getting numbers up, we're getting socials up, it's working, you know, we just go for it. Um, now, right now, I think there's a change of um, mindset where people want to know the holder that I got, would he be willing to contribute um, to my community and how long would he stay, right? So that's much of a higher need. And it comes down to that. And the question is, do you want to authenticate their wallet, email, and their socials to kind of understand who they are? Um, so it's more effective for you to market. And, and some of the things that you can potentially do um, with that kind of gated experience is um, getting more authentic insights for them to, for you to re-engage them. And if you don't gate them at all and just keep it open, um, you could, and you can just maybe verify an email address. And that's about it. And you can get like some general insights, right? So it could be things like, um, what should our next, uh, where should our next event be held? And think of it general insight. You don't really need every wallet holder to do that. So um, I guess it kind of depends on, you know, the type of need you have. Is there a way to offer like some kind of form submission incentive to those that are submitting uh, these surveys? I, it, traditionally with surveys, the biggest problem is always people either being able to spam the survey with random information or people not really putting information that's truthful or even helpful um, versus, you know, sometimes when there's a little bit of a carrot at the end of the stick, you know, then they're like, oh, well, I'm going to put my actual name. I'm going to put my actual details and, and give them my actual thoughts. And then, you know, maybe I get a token or an NFT or I get an exclusive airdrop or something special. Like, is there ways to attach incentives in some kind of ways, maybe for projects or companies that yeah. really want to encourage accurate information? I think there's a broader answer to that question is that a lot of social platforms generally have looked at this. Uh, so like any leading platforms like maybe Facebook, Instagram, at one point in time, they'd have thought, should we incentivize someone to comment or provide valuable inputs? Um, and I think my overarching answer to that will be no, because uh, we should not incentivize authentic answers, but uh, also understanding the space where a lot of things are like do to earn, uh, that kind of model has already been inbuilt uh, within the community. So I would say it is it is possible um, if you want to, and we do hold giveaways where we try to randomize the winner, um, one out of hundred gets something. So we make it more fun. So we don't promise and say that you would definitely get this for filling it up. Instead, um, it's kind of chance, right? And then if you get lucky for being nice, you know, you get something, right? What well, what else might be on your roadmap for TypeGo? Like, how do you see it? evolving in the future like do you just see it always existing as a sim simple submission form that's web3 based um or maybe does it evolve into like some kind of chat bot or some kind of on-site pop-up kind of service for for companies or projects like is there other functionality that you've kind of thought of or brainstormed that maybe you could fit into typego's functionality down the line it's a very broad space so technically even though it's a very old school product a lot of areas we engage in knowingly or unknowingly has forms embedded to it. Um, signing up to any part of the platform has a form. Um, payment has forms. Um, so I'd say we look at different verticals for sure. Um, and some of the customers or some of the type of um, ideal customer profiles that we're looking at are influencers, creators, 
on top of Web3 projects. Uh, gaming is something that I'm truly passionate about. So um, trying to see how we could promote a more education-driven or uh, market intelligence-driven type of culture while building games uh, in the Web3 space. And then with Firebonds, because I know that TypeGo is kind of like subsidiary under Firebond more or less. Um, what, what are your plans for that in terms of Firebond moving forward? Do you have you know any uh, roadmap things that you want to highlight or that might be integrated into Firebond down the line as well? Or uh, what 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 are your plans? Yeah, with with, with Firebond, we're still providing more customized analytical solutions for our partners. Um, and we want to take a more problem solution driven based um, approach versus like just continuously building. Right now, I think the, the tag we've built is pretty adequate um, for most of the games out there. Um, in this period of time, we would like to also understand a bit deeper on how the space is evolving. Because um, I think like just one year ago versus now is like vastly different and developer tools are massively changing. Um, so you don't want to get caught up providing or building a solution that would not be um, very ideal for the type of developer ecosystem that would come out of it. Okay, gotcha. I just thought of another question. I should have asked it earlier, but um, you mentioned uh, potential integrations for CRM platforms with TypeGo. Um, is that something you've started to work on where maybe it could integrate into like a Salesforce or a HubSpot or something like that? What we are trying to integrate with within this week would be Airtable. So okay. what you would have is just the data flowing into a nice place. You're able to have a database for that. It's a much cheaper solution than HubSpot or Salesforce. It's a lot leaner for um, smaller companies. And obviously, um, if most of our clients are asking for Salesforce or HubSpot type of integration, then we could do it. Like, it's not too difficult. Where can people go to check it out, sign up for TypeGo? Um, to, to consume the rest of the information on it, if they want to start using it, integrating it into their, their companies, their projects, their websites, where would you direct people? Uh, our website. So it's uh, www.typego.xyz. Yeah, that's where you'll find all the juice. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Um, yep. Or you can look out for me, um, Ganesh and Fireborn on LinkedIn. Happy to take on any questions and help your community grow. Perfect. And do you guys have a community at all around Firebond or TypeGo, or is it too early for that? Um, Firebond, yes, we do. We're on Twitter. Um, we're always at more offline events, and we hold webinars regularly. Uh, for TypeGo, I would say not so much, but uh, look out for us. It's uh, we're definitely going to be building a strong community around this. We'll definitely put all the links down in the description for the episode below so everyone can find TypeGo and Firebond super easily. Um, as well as yourself, if anyone wants to reach out to Ganesh directly and maybe they want to connect with you and have a conversation, maybe, um, you know, find some uh, synergies that align. So Ganesh, thank you again for coming on the show. Really do appreciate it. It's been very informative and really, really love what you're doing with TypeGo. I think it's a good solution. It's a different one that I haven't seen in the space in a while. Um, and I think it's something that could be useful for a lot of companies, a lot of projects out there. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, I really look, like what you're doing with Blockhash, right? Uh, really bringing out what's happening in the space and asking really deep questions that I think benefit a lot more people. So thank you once again for having me, right? Likewise, ma'am. Take care and we'll talk soon.